Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Stay connected and never miss a beat with AT&T. Our reliable network covers more roads than any other carrier, ensuring you're always in the loop. Whether it's tournament upsets, buzzer beaters, or social media buzz, stay up to date. Don't let the action pass you by. Check if you're eligible for a free trial of in-car Wi-Fi at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. And keep the madness going. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Packers Unscripted from Packers.com. I am Mike Spofford, joined, as always, by my partner in crime, Weston Hodkowitz. We're coming to you here from our studios at Lambeau Field. And, Wes, we have a big week one victory by the Green Bay Packers over the Chicago Bears to talk about. But before we get to that, I want to start with what happened on Monday Night Football because just before we turned the cameras on, the news became official. The MRI confirmed that Aaron Rodgers tore his Achilles on his fourth snap as the quarterback for the New York Jets. His season is over. Now, of course, there's all kinds of speculation that maybe his Hall of Fame career is over. I don't necessarily want to go there just yet. But, man, this this just stinks for football fans. It stinks for so many people. Matt LaFleur's best friend, Robert Sala, the Jets, the Jets fan base. And this stinks for football fans in general that Aaron Rodgers will not be playing this season. Yeah, it, it reminds me a lot. And unfortunately, Aaron's much older, but it, it does remind me of 08 with Tom Brady tearing his ACL right off the bat. Where, yeah. you know, one of the big lines, and I, I tried to come up with some words to describe all this and to talk about it as a late addition to Insider Inbox for Tuesday. But the fact that you have a legitimate star, a legend in this sport, a guy that has given so much to this game. And, you know, take away anything that happened with the Packers, take away the trade and all these ramifications for the Jets. The amount of excitement and anticipation in the league for Aaron Rodgers making his debut in New York in that market, I can only imagine the amount of marketing and know finances that the Jets put into this you know promoting this and a fan base that has gone through I mean a franchise that has I believe the longest playoff drought of any team in the NFL right yeah, I mean I, I, you know or something up there I mean this was a fan base and, and a franchise that was um, that was really fired up to have a shot this year and uh, and now it feel it, it feels like the rug has been pulled out from under him. Yeah, and, and to have it happen right off the bat like that, I didn't even get a chance to watch the game yet, Mike. I was shooting an, a show that you know I do for Wasa TV, and we get done, and I look at my phone, and it was already blowing up about hey, Aaron Rodgers got hurt. We didn't know the severity at that point, but we knew right. he was injured. And watching the play, and your heart just sinks because you know. I'm not Aaron Rodgers' best friend. I don't know his cell phone number. I don't know, you know, I, I never went to dinner with him. But we did cover him for 10 years. We saw this guy go from 
you know, a, a prospect to a Super Bowl champion to a multiple time MVP. And here he is embarking on this new part of his career and in, in the hype wagon and everything that gets tied to it. This offseason, them doing hard knocks. I mean, all the years we heard about maybe not being so keen on doing hard knocks, and Aaron Rodgers was the star of it this year. And then it ends this way. Um, as I wrote an inbox, the first thing I thought about was not this way. Out of all the ways in which Aaron Rodgers' season, whatever happens beyond that, goes down week one, stepping on the field for the first time for the Jets on Monday Night Football, and he has a ruptured Achilles. It is... It takes the wind out of the sails for sure. Yeah, I, I'm. I have to admit, you know, there was there was a lot of talk in the off season. Rogers even gave some press conferences in New York to this effect that the offensive line was the weak link for the New York Jets, and he took four snaps. Two times he dropped back to pass. He was under pressure in both of them. I I felt when this trade was made. And you, there was the ramifications of the playing time and the draft pick compensation and all that. And thinking strictly in those terms, I was like, okay, yeah, there's there's a chance that Aaron Rodgers is going to get hurt behind that offensive line because it's not very good, and he's 39 years old. But I I just never envisioned. I mean, this is a guy who's come back from two broken collarbones. He's played with a broken thumb. He's played with who knows what else he played with that nobody knew about. Yeah. I never in a million years would have conceived of like something season ending happening, let alone it happening on his opening series with, with, with his new team. I mean, this is just the, the, the it's, it's unfathomable. I'm still having a hard time processing it, frankly. I, 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 even when I woke up on Tuesday morning, and I know there's a couple of people that made this comment too on Twitter, where last night just doesn't even seem real with the way that that game ended. Uh, you know, the Jets, Josh Allen, it looks like everything is going their way at halftime. They didn't put up a ton of points, but it's like, man, how how does New York come back from this? Yeah, the bu- bu- Buffalo Buffalo was in control of the game, and then Zach Wilson brings uh, brings the Jets back and. Josh Allen starts throwing interceptions and everything else, and, and suddenly you've got a game coming down to the wire. And you win the game on a punt return from the guy that was basically the feel-good story of hard knocks, uh, making the team. And then before you can even fully celebrate, and certainly the people inside MetLife Stadium did, but you know Robert Sella with a very sullen um, report afterwards fearing what they all feared, which ended up being confirmed. Again, you know Aaron Rodgers, that... that there's so many stars in this league, but it's just so rare that you have somebody that captures the imagination the way that Rodgers has throughout his career and, and, and through his rise to being a four-time MVP. We're in a league now where there is no Tom Brady anymore, at least on the field, and now for this season, at the very least, no Aaron Rodgers. So um, it, it sucked, man. It, it, it sucked to watch it. I was so excited to watch that football game, just to enjoy it as a football fan. And, yeah, me too. And uh, – you get a real hard dose of reality and how cruel this game can be. Yeah, it is. It's cruel. It's brutal. And uh, um, yeah, it's a. It was a. Uh, it was a real downer of a Monday night to uh, to wrap up week one of this NFL season. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Um, 
24 hours before that, <laughs> the Packers were uh, were kind of on cloud nine, you might say, um, as far as week ones go. A 38-20 to 20 victory, a very convincing victory on the road at Soldier Field over the Chicago Bears. And when you start with the offense, um, it wasn't just that Jordan Love threw for three touchdowns and put up a 120 plus pass rating and had, you know, had these uh, these sparkling statistics. To me, it was it was two things that that we saw to Jordan Love. One which we knew all along, which which is that nothing bothers him. And there were there were moments in the game where things weren't going too well on offense there in the first half after yep. that opening drive touchdown. And then, you know, the Bears had a little bit of a rally there in the second half and you could feel the crowd at Soldier Field getting into things, you know, and getting fired up and and Jordan Love was his, his calm, collected, poised self all the way along. But the other thing is, boy, situationally third downs fourth downs Jordan Love was on the money in this game he made the plays when the plays needed to be made in those crucial situations and when when you are that good situationally you are going to be a tough team to stop and they did it in every conceivable way possible there were times where the Packers got in favorable down and distance and they took advantage of a third and short opportunity but then he makes a 13-yard pass to Romeo Dobbs on 13-3 and three at a crucial juncture in the game when the Packers needed to build some momentum. There was just a fourth down play, you know, a pass to Aaron Jones that turns into a touchdown. Right. These type of moments are huge for a young quarterback. I mean, they're not going to be the type of things that your, your fantasy football league is necessarily going to give you any extra points for. But this is what wins and loses football games in this league. The Packers dominated in terms of being able to control the pace of this game. They won in the red zone. They won in the third downs. And also, they won in the turnover margin. They played clean football. The one gripe that you kind of had in this game was, okay, well, there were some extracurricular penalties that they picked up, but never at really a crucial juncture. It was sort of in this mop-up duty or the Packers had possession of the football after a turnover. There, there were so many things I took away from this game, but coming back to the Jordan Love piece of it, for a young guy going into that stadium, and Mike, it was incredible, the atmosphere there in the first quarter. It was intense. I've never seen it. It reminded me, this is going to be a weird example, but it reminded me when I went to the Butler-UWM uh, Horizon League Championship game, and I think it was 2011, and UW-Milwaukee had won the regular season title. Butler had made a national runner-up, and there was 10,000 people in the cell just screaming their heads off because of how excited they were about their team. Butler routed them, and at the end of the game, there was like 200 people left. That's the same exact way that this game played out. For as rowdy as it was and as raucous as it was, the Packers completely took the Bears fans out of this thing in the third quarter. And by the end, I made the remark to a few people, it felt like a preseason game. Yeah, and this was not, this was not a uh, Packers crowd um, that you know, was able to get their hands on a lot of tickets. I mean, no. yes, there were some Packer fans sprinkled throughout Soldier Field, but you and I have been at plenty of road games where we've seen way more Packers fans than we saw. That Bears fan base was was fired up. They were raring to go. They had the whole, you know, everybody screaming from the first note to the last of the national anthem and all that. I know people don't necessarily see or hear all that on TV, but, uh, um, but the Packers came out and, and answered the bell. And when you talk about situational football the Green Bay offense converted nine of its first 14 third downs 
And then, as you mentioned, one of those that they didn't, they end up converting on fourth down with the the 35-yard catch-and-run touchdown by Aaron Jones. If I did the math right, on third and fourth downs, Jordan Love was 8 out of 10 for 146 yards with two touchdowns on third and fourth down. That's, that's tough to beat. And he threw for 245. I mean, he did a lot of his work in those situations. Yeah. And, and the other thing, too, you know, you could talk about Jordan Love a lot, but and, and I'm sure you want to get into this, too, with, with Aaron Jones and obviously the offensive line, but 21 of Green Bay's points, three of the touchdowns, all came on drones, all came on drives where Jones just completely dominated. And, you know, you look at that third quarter, right? I mean, the guy had 97, I think, of his total yards on those two series. Uh, he was the difference maker in this. And I thought as much as we made out of Jones or Fields and Love in this transition, it does come down to your playmakers. And I felt like all the auxiliary pieces, so to speak, in terms of maybe what the national headlines are, Green Bay on paper was significantly better than the Chicago Bears. And they won in all those areas. They won with their running back. They won with their offensive line. They won with their defensive line. And shoot, for as much money as the Chicago Bears spent on their linebackers this year, it was Quay Walker making arguably the biggest defensive play of the day with the 37-yard pick six. The Green Bay Packers went into Chicago in a situation which they could have completely had no momentum out of this game if it goes the wrong way. And instead, I think, left feeling like, you know what? We are the team that we really thought we were this summer. Yeah, I think the Bears the Bears have a lot of work to do. I think that was an incredibly disappointing, um, deflating in many ways performance for that team and, and everything they were hoping to, to build toward with Justin Fields in his third year and Matt Eberflus as the head coach in his second year. And, you know, trying to, to wrestle the Packers' dominance of the rivalry away from them and getting the chance to do that. The Bears, quite frankly, Wes, the Bears have a longer way to go than I thought. I, th- I thought we were going to see a better, a better Bears team and a better Bears performance than we did on Sunday. But when you look at, you look at what Green Bay's defense was able to do, I guess what stood what stood out to me the most is that is that when the Bears did get something going, um, unlike last year with the Packers defense, it di- it didn't snowball into this extended stretch yep. of you know you're watching the Packers defense going come on somebody do something like what's on going on out there right that now the the Bears had their own hand in those uh, those first couple of drives that they did have ending in field goals or at least the one of them ending in a field goal because of some false starts and they put themselves in in a bad spot there but when the Bears did get that touchdown in the third quarter and they were starting to shift the momentum back and yes the Packers answered with a score which, which was big but then when the Bears got the ball back again that's when the interception happens, the pick, the pick six by Quay Walker. The Packers, the Packers defense, every time it was looking like the Bears might get something going, then it stopped and things turned back the other way. And I think that was the most positive sign for Green Bay's defense here in the opener. Yeah, and, and I think you look at the, the first, first sequence, right? The Packers win the coin toss, defer. The Bears come out, and they're going to try to play this thing hot and heavy. You know, they end up in a third and short situation, third and one. Green Bay stuffs kind of a gimmick play there where Cole Clement comes under center. The next play, it's going to be Justin Fields. 
big, tall, physical guy that can basically run like a running back. Green Bay stymies him there too. Get the turnover of downs at the 40. Packers get some points, but after that, the offense kind of, you know, it kind of struggles a little bit trying to, you know, do something in that second quarter. Green Bay really, with a few exceptions, didn't blink defensively. I think you look at the pro football focus numbers on this thing, 35 pressures of Justin Fields. The Packers were smart in how they approached him. Six carries, 59 yards, or nine carries, excuse me, 59 yards. That's still some decent production with his feet. He showed you how he can hurt you if you don't wrap him up on a sack. Yeah. But ultimately, Green Bay did what they've done well in these games, these five games now against Justin Fields, which is make him throw the football and make him be a pocket passer. And Green Bay dominated in those instances. Rashawn Gary, I also saw the statistics. I think it was 10 pass rushing snaps, seven pressures, or five pressures, something like that. Came to play. Yeah. Devontae Wyatt was not too big for him. A sack and a half, coming off a sack performance the year before. Darnell Savage, Rasul Douglas played fast and physical. Jair Alexander shutting out DJ Moore. All the things you and I talked about last Thursday, Mike, the Packers executed. They won in those matchups. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. And they won the football game. Yeah, I think when you when you look at things, when you look at things on both sides of the ball, we saw a lot of what we expected to see, which was the Packers offensive line very much in control. Jordan Love was was protected very, very well all all game long. We saw Aaron Jones and his value to this offense, which cannot be overstated. Um Aaron Jones and what he brings to this offense is is really impressive. Defensively, you know. Jaw was jaw, right? Rashawn Gary in his limited snaps, that was that was Rashawn Gary. Preston Smith was Preston Smith. But then you start you start mixing in what these young guys did. Lucas Van S, I think he surprised the heck out of Justin Fields with how fast he is. Because yeah. I th- I think Fields thought even though Van Ness didn't bite on the play fake and stayed home on the backside. I think Fields thought he could run away from him. Yeah. Didn't come close to running away from him. He took the right angle. Van Van Ness gets a sack. Another rookie, Carl Brooks, gets a sack. We see what Jaden Reed does on offense, makes two big catches on third down, also has a 35-yard punt return that sets the Packers up in good position. The The young guys did their thing as well as everything we expected the veteran players on this team to do. Again, it was the Bears. They won three games last year. They still have a long way to go, and the Packers are going to face better teams, including this week when they go down to Atlanta in week two. But you saw everything you were hoping to see out of the Packers in week one. This is this is what the Packers wanted. This is where they are. And yet Matt LaFleur still has plenty to work on in terms of, you know, he talked about too many free hitters in the running game, the, the penalties, both some of the uh, some of the combative penalties, but then also the the uh, the personal fouls and stuff. It was it was not by any means some kind of perfect game by Green Bay, but you saw what you wanted to see in Week One, 
which hasn't necessarily happened the last couple of years. And now uh, now the Packers get back to work and move on and try to start 2-0 and on the road with a trip to Atlanta. Well, and like I said to you as we were walking down to the locker room after the game, the Green Bay Packers beat the Chicago Bears the way they need to beat a team like that. I mean, there was a lot of hype. I, I wasn't necessarily buying it just because I, I didn't see – a brand new car in the lot. I saw a team that deconstructed their defense last year and just brought in new players this season. I, I saw an offensive line that still had a lot of the same question marks as last year. Because as much as gets put on Justin Fields, and a lot of people talk about, well, he's, you know, he can run, but he can't throw. I think you also saw the difference between an offensive line with Jordan Love that gave him time, gave him, you know, opportunity in an offensive line with Chicago where they had to to kind of make adjustments based on how much penetration Green Bay was getting. The thing I loved about this victory, though, Mike, and you touched on it on your story on Monday, the fact that the Packers' offensive line, for as many questions as there were, you know, David Bakhtiari doesn't practice last week. Right. The Didn't practice at, for, like, two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. The situation at right tackle. All these things. And that unit probably put together one of the more impressive performances I've seen even dating back to training camp. I just thought they looked in command. And I, I thought even on both sides, you know, this is iron sharpening iron and some good players in both of these offensive and defensive fronts. And they finally got to go out and really go full tilt against an opposing team. And it gave them a lot to build on. Yeah, absolutely. A uh, little bit of sponsor business here, Wes. Sirius XM NFL Radio delivers hard-hitting analysis and up-to-the-minute NFL news that true football fanatics need 24-7, 365. And at Cousin Subs, we have something for everyone, like our Wisconsin cheese curds, mac and cheese, golden fries and creamy shakes, all paired with your favorite sub or sub in a bowl, Cousin Subs, 50 years of better. All right, quickly before we go, take a, taking a look at week one and in particular in the NFC North. Obviously, Packers 1-0, Bears 0-1. But the Detroit Lions beat the defending champs, the Kansas City Chiefs at Arrowhead in the NFL kickoff game last Thursday. And then the Buccaneers went into U.S. Bank Stadium and knocked off the defending NFC North champion Minnesota Vikings in week one. I think... Everybody in the football world, or just about everybody, thought both of those games would go the other way, that the Lions would be 0-1 and the Vikings would be 1-0 based on those Week 1 matchups and locations of those games. But here we are, Wes. The new season is underway, and you just never know. If there was ever a game that indicated the importance of a tight end and then the importance of the quarterback, it was these two games. Uh, starting just really quickly with the Buccaneers, Baker Mayfield won this game for Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay was not able to run the ball well. Uh, they, they weren't situationally. There were some struggles. But ultimately, Baker Mayfield made some plays and didn't make as many mistakes as Kirk Cousins made, even though Cousins, from a pure output standpoint, production standpoint, outshined him. It comes back to that turnover margin. This game changes, things evolve, but it always comes back to how you do protecting the football. And when the chips were down and Mayfield needed to make a throw, he made it late. Because as many changes as there are there for them, both with Tom Brady and also some of those backfield you know, additions, they still got Mike Evans and they still got Chris Godwin. And I thought both of those guys really shined when they needed to. I'll throw the, the Lions thing back to you because I think I probably had a little bit more different opinion on this than a lot of folks. Uh, but I will say this. The Lions beat the Chiefs. They went into Arrowhead Stadium. That's a huge victory. I, I don't think it was the coming out party that the NFL wanted it to be. 
based on that. I think they were kind of hoping for maybe a 42 to 41 shootout. <laughs> it did not work out that way. Yeah. But beating Kansas City is one thing. Beating Kansas City with Travis Kelsey is another. Unfortunately for the Packers, they probably will have to see Kelsey later this season. I think the Lions, that worked out perfectly for them. The fact that Kelsey's injury happened when it did. Kansas City had to make some really stark adjustments. And unfortunately for Kadarius Toney, probably had one of the worst games I think I've ever seen from a player in a regular season. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the the, the bottom line is this. Even with even with Travis Kelsey being out, with Chris Jones not having signed his contract, two you know, all-pro players for the Kansas City Chiefs, if they catch the football, they win the game, right? I mean, it's 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 that it's that simple because because the Lions got seven points on defense off of a perfect throw by Patrick Mahomes that turns into seven points the other way. So, um, but that's football. That's yep. the way this game goes. You have you have to execute, and when you and when you don't execute, and the other team is good enough to take advantage of your mistakes, that's what happens, and 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 that's how this league goes, and that's why. As as I said, you just you just never know. It's why you have to play the games and you have to take care of business. And and the Kansas City Chiefs are going to be fine. Yep. I think I think the larger question now, when I when I look at where the Detroit Lions are, a lot of hype, obviously, folk, a lot of folks picking them to win the NFC North. Now they start with a big win in Kansas City. Go back to what for me, and I'll always remember this. It was my first year here in this position with Packers.com. I go back to what Mike McCarthy said when he was first hired here in Green Bay in 2006, and he's taking over a 4-12 and team. Everybody was wondering where this was going with a Hall of Fame quarterback and Brett Favre. And Mike McCarthy was asked what his, the biggest challenge was going to be, and he says, the, our biggest challenge will be handling success. Yeah. I mean, A, he knew that he was going to make the team successful, but – it is a big challenge in this league to handle success. What happens when you're you're in you're in a you know a downturn with your team with your franchise, and then the success comes to maybe some guys who haven't experienced it yet in the NFL. How do they handle it? What happens? How do you move forward? Not making any predictions one way or the other. I think that is the big question right now for the Lions and for Dan Campbell moving forward because that there's no two ways about it that was a huge victory for them absolutely and especially to have that platform a team that went so long without even really being in prime time other than some thanksgiving games that was a big moment right that what i will my big takeaway from this game was though actually had very little to do with the offensive side of the ball it had to do with one they're very creative on special teams i give them so much credit for that the fake punts that they've pulled off the last couple of years are just incredible but two that defense statistically was not very good last year Packers had some rough outings against them, but I feel like they built towards something at the end of the season, and that carried into this game. Aiden Hutchinson is going to be a real player in this league, and he's going to be a problem for a lot of teams. Yeah, he's a beast to out deal there. With. Yeah. Especially the way they're using him, moving him inside a little bit. Brian Branch might end up being the best overall value pick, though, of this draft. I mean, this is a guy that a lot of folks talked about being a possible first-rounder. Unfortunately, he plays safety in 2023, and some people don't want to put those assets towards the position. But he played great, and it wasn't just the pick. I mean, overall, I thought he had a really solid football game and showed how valuable that position can be at, for a team that has really struggled in its secondary the last few seasons. Yeah, the Lions look like they're putting something together on defense with without a whole lot of household names. Yep. Aiden Hutchinson is the name everybody knows. 
but it feels like we're going to start to know some more of the names on that Lions defense as the season goes forward. Yeah. So, uh, And Packers are going to see him soon enough. Week four, Thursday Night Football, it's coming up soon enough. Almost two weeks away. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be here before we know it, and, uh, and the Lions will be coming here to Green Bay for a big NFC North battle. But with that, we'll call it a wrap on this edition of Packers Unscripted. Be sure to follow all of our coverage of the team on Packers.com. For Wes, I am Mike. Thank you for tuning in, everybody. We will see you next time. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount.